0: Welcome to the Noclip Awards. I'm your host, Chad Rutterman. I'm co-host, Andy Kinnock. And we're joined, as sometimes, by <laughs> the, the moderator and judge of the Noclip Awards, J.J. Ruttmez. Hello, thank you. I am here to execute my will.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: here to execute the two of you. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, he will stand for no subordination unless he's playing a different character this year. We'll see how it goes. Thank you. Uh, so, as always, uh, if you have not listened to the No Clip Awards, uh, what we're going to do is we have a selection of categories uh, in real envelopes uh, in which uh, we have put games that we think are deserving of recognition for one reason or another. Uh, Annie and I will make our arguments as to why we made our choice, and then JJ will determine who is the most correct, and therefore most virtuous. Correct. <laughs> yes, and it will be
2: silly and arbitrary. <laughs> but praise will be distributed. Yes, yes. because for this th- is a time for giving. Mm-hmm. Yes, eternal glory will be gained by the winner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and if this was a rule that we codified... About an hour into last year's episode, Uh (laughs) Uh, we're going to actually keep track of who's got points. And at the end, whoever has the most points delivers their game of the year first. Mm, Okay. That's the
2: award. I like it. I
0: like it. Uh, So... So are we going to slowly become Catholic
2: over time? You definitely bled in a little bit. Yeah, we're becoming Catholic okay. as we speak. Yeah,
0: it's the more of a Catholic awards thing. Now I'm going to have to put uh, all of the jokes and 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 jibs and jabs from the beginning at the end of the episode, so that people understand that joke at all. So yeah. stick around, retention rates, and remember to like and subscribe. Uh,
2: well, let's get started. Let's do it. What is our first category, J.J.? <laughs> <laughs> that crunchy foley? Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. I had to acquire, I, like, every year. Uh, After the categories year. are decided, once per month, per year, we then bury them into the, the foundation <laughs> of our home, <laughs> only to be excised in an emergency. This is indeed a praise emergency. <laughs> The first category,
0: a classic. It is a classic. Perfect for the Switch. What is perfect for the Switch? Switch came out in 2017. Mm -hmm. It's now 2022. Five years. We should know at this point (laughs) what really is perfect for the Switch. I feel
3: like this will be an endeavor that will take the rest of our lives. Because I doubt (laughs) 10 years from now, we're going to get rid of this category.
0: No, it's going to keep going.
1: Wow. Look at... Wow.
3: The cardboard, oh my god.
0: We actually did make it look not shitty
2: this year.
3: Did you, like, get little, like, cut stampers that do little ribs, little <laughs> no. scissors?
2: They're just the thank you cards that I bought, because oh. they had envelopes, and I was like, why not write the categories on the cards?
0: However, the streamers and glitter was us. Yeah, we did do that part <laughs> The <of it>.
3: categories. <laughs> or, actually, not the category. The contestants. <laughs> the nominees. The nominees. That's what they be. Mm-hmm are Ape Escape and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands.
2: Ooh, okay. Andy. I picked Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is like a spiritual sequel or in the series of Borderlands. Uh, it is a, a shooter that you can play co-op and I think that's what I lean towards for making it good for the Switch. Is you know gyro aiming always makes console shooters better, mm-hmm. uh, which the Switch has, and I think the co-op nature of it is something that it'd be fun to do, like in the same room where you can have in handheld mode, and you can you know have that true couch co-op experience. I think it would benefit in those ways, and that is why I chose it.
3: So then you were one of the four people who purchased One Two Switch, I imagine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I played it. I actually don't own it though tragic unfortunately Mm -hmm. one day we'll be able to find a single (laughs) copy of that game
0: (laughs) chad why is ape escape better uh my reasoning is twofold i would say uh the first one is that when we played the game we did it for april (laughs) <laughs> a joke bad month theme that we did good, uh, in which we played all monkey games, mm-hmm. and it was interesting to go back to a lot of them to see how they had changed since our our youth, because I think every game that we played in that series were ones that we had, one of us at least, had played before. Interesting. Uh, and Ape's Gabe was one that held up surprisingly well. Uh, it's one that I think is actually a genuinely really good game that probably a lot of people of the newer generation haven't played. So my first main reason is just that I think that a Switch release of Ape Escape, one, it kind of fits with the aesthetic mm-hmm. of the Switch and also would introduce new people to sort of an old classic, yeah. uh, which I would enjoy. And then the second thing was my least favorite thing about Ape Escape was having to sit in a chair with a controller <laughs> and play it on a PlayStation one where I could instead play it like in my bed comfortably yeah, uh, and holding it there. Cause it is one of those like beat a level and it takes like five to 10 minutes kind of games. Ah, yeah. The intense focus required for escaping. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: understand. Ape escape. Wins. <laughs> Point for me. <laughs> Ape Escape is a game that does not advertise well. I feel like it's <laughs> not a, it's not a really a great hook to Ape Escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at least in the modern day, it feels like something that nowadays would be more fitting as something you would advertise uh, on a box uh, for children to <laughs> play in the box and have some kind of like you know enjoyable box based activity. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't. I've I have. My only affiliation with Ape Escape, personally, is the references in Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. Uh, and that particularly sub-mini-game. W- would you say that is representative of Ape Escape? I wouldn't say it is very representative. Are there guns? Do you also sedate the apes when they
0: escape in the in the mainline series? You have a, like a slingshot, okay, which is gun adjacent. Okay, all right. And a, a beam gun. sword. Oh, you have
3: a beam sword? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, wow. I... Come to think of it, I have not had a whole lot of beam sword experiences on the Switch. <laughs> comparatively. You would be able to experience Ape Escape if it came out on the Switch. I would. I would be able to. And I am tempted by ape-based, like, low-poly <laughs> garbage. Is there a beam sword in Tiny Tina's Wonderland as well?
2: <sighs> it seems like there should be. It genuinely, it does, yeah. I think there's, there probably is. There's a lot of beam uh, weapons though in general including like a fish that you can slap people with. It's yeah nice. and swords also. Yeah, oh, yeah. so there oh, probably yeah. is a beam there sword. There are
0: beams and swords. <laughs> the <laughs> likelihood of there being a beam sword is relatively high. Mm-hmm. What was the last co-op game that you played on the Switch Andy?
2: Hmm, I feel like I should be able to answer this. I do too. Without much thought. Yeah. I-, I know what it is. Oh no. <laughs> oh Pokemon. Uh, Does that count? I mean, we did play it together, multiplayer. Yeah, but did
1: you
0: get it together? Yeah. uh, Because we played
2: (laughs) WarioWare.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay.
3: Good. I just, I feel like I'm not sold of the premise of the Switch being the co-op console. I I have definitely brought Switches to the homes of my friends, Mm -hmm. but... Very rarely am I satisfied by the switch screen experience and like setting it up on its little disgusting tea stand mm-hmm. and like kind of hunkering <laughs> over there, shoulders tall, back low mm-hmm. to get a good look at all the people I'm splatting in my <laughs> Splatooning endeavors. Uh huh. So, but and I think on that, on that merit alone, uh, I am unconvinced by your immediate pleas, and I'm gonna give the point to Chad and Ape Escape. Uh, because I want more Abyscape in my life, and while I am absolutely tempted by a D and D style wonderful adventure, um, I, I think I'm good on Borderlands. I think I'm. I think I'm, I'm fine. All right. The next challenge: Which game is least likely to be compared to Dark
0: Souls? This game. That which game is which category
1: mm-hmm. is most
0: <laughs> likely for us to have given the same answer for? I think, potentially, this
2: one. There's a couple that I think we might put, put the same. In all right, all right. It is not today.
3: Oh, my God. The competition persists, and the secret bonus round will remain <laughs> hidden <laughs> for the coming days. Your nominees. New Pokemon Snap and Audio Surf.
0: Okay, all right. It was a good choice that you made mm-hmm. but you have fallen into my my <laughs> trap. Uh-huh. Uh actually we'll do the I'll do the will the traps activate. I'll get to it later, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh but I chose Audio Surf this time around. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because what could, <laughs> what even could be compared to Dark Souls and Audio Surf? Uh, a game with very little music, a game that is literally generated by music. Uh, a game where you drive a spaceship, mm-hmm. a game where you walk on foot. It's there, dissimilar in all ways. I know this category well, Chad. This, <laughs> yeah. this is
3: absolutely not a defensive round, but an aggressive <laughs> round. The validity of the claim will, will not be based on how well you can make the the negative argument that R2 Surf is not like Dark Souls, but rather... How many stabs that Andy
2: can <laughs> inflict uh, upon your vulnerable audio surf core?
0: That's all right. Fair enough.
2: Andy. Uh, so I went with new Pokemon Snap uh, because obviously it is very hard to compare to Dark Souls. Um, it is very easy. It is very cute. It is very colorful. It's very laid back. Uh, it it seems like they went with the new Pokemon Snap for a very chill relaxed vibe that is very much the opposite of like the playing conditions and headspace you're in when you play Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. It is not a vacation, Dark Mm -hmm. Souls. That's true. It is only a place for tribulations (laughs) and trials. And trials, yeah. Yeah. Much like what we find ourselves within this day. I like that you drew a little illustration on your card there. No, thanks.
3: Reminds me much of Disney's Hercules, <laughs> <the> small swirls that <laughs> were present. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Andy.
2: Um, but do you know why Audio Surf is like Dark Souls? Okay, so these were actually the two I had it narrowed down to. The same. And so when I, whenever we do this, or whenever it comes down to this, I like to try and make arguments um, for and against both of them in my own head. Mm-hmm. And for Audio Surf, the things I came up with are that it can be very difficult, and it can also rely on you having to, like, learn patterns and, like, how to react to, like, and adapt to certain play styles, Mm -hmm. because it's got different, like, you could even refer to them as, like, similar to builds, I guess, (laughs) with the different uh, cars that you can use that have different abilities. And it's also a game that's probably most likely for you to have to download something from the internet to actually play it on your computer, much like the original Dark Souls. (laughs) Truly an excellent series of comparisons, Andy. Okay. And I mean, like Pokemon Snap uh, was made in Japan was the only thing I could come up with.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. New Pokemon Snap is exactly like Dark Souls, and here's why. New Pokemon Snap was made in Japan. Uh, (laughs) In addition, Mm -hmm. the game has secret pathways that once trekked down, (laughs) open up entirely new levels and areas to explore. Uh Uh, the game has a plot that is not well explained. Dark Souls intentionally so. Pokemon Snap because it just didn't know what to do. I think. Uh-huh, yes. Uh huh. But it has mysterious artifacts in the form of ruins that you discover. You take a trek into uh, a crystal cave. Ooh. I'm not making that one up. Uh huh. I'm kind of. Ma- it's more of it's like a, a rocky cave. cave. <laughs> no, there's a cave with the with the elixirs in it. Okay. And they have crystals that you throw. And the crystal blooms. And you throw orbs at them. It very much. I was reminiscing about Dark Souls (laughs) much while I was playing. (laughs) that? That is.
3: You can't bring this in as as a basis for comparison. We all know that we're
2: always thinking about Dark Souls. I would like that to counter genuine. argue that the plot is not ambiguous. It's just very back burner. It's very easy to understand, actually. Mm-hmm. What is then explain
3: it to me in a way that you definitely could not explain the plot of Dark Souls?
2: Uh, there are mysterious Lumen Pokemon on this uh, whatever archipelago that the game takes place on, and you have to investigate them. And find out why this phenomena is occurring I, I turns is out simple. it was a legendary pokemon oh uh, shocking
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'll give him that his explanation of the plot was correct <laughs> thank you for your humility chad
3: this was indeed uh, one of the most exhilarating linguistic bouts that i have seen <laughs> in all my years at the noclip awards mm-hmm. your parries and riptoses is that how you use the riptosis? <laughs> <laughs> riptosis. The riptosis. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> those various riptosis. Uh, Matthew riptosis. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're excellently done, but I I am going to give it to
2: Andy. No. <laughs> He's gonna gargle the microphone there. <laughs> Hell yeah! One to one. One to one. There Not are there one-to-one. are
3: many there are many
0: things. Yeah, just kind of toss those aside. Keep the envelope because that's how we're gonna count points. I like that. I like that. You said keep the M, and then you immediately
2: <laughs> I know the, where <laughs> it is. Don't worry. Okay, alright. They're together, all the pieces.
3: I should have more faith in you, Andy. The next category.
2: Dum-bum.
3: Smashiest
0: balls.
2: Some might say the best category. Yeah,
0: it is. Potentially. It's it's basically the signature category it is. of the Noclip Awards. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will give it the
3: respect that it is due. Gently remove the cards from the paper. <laughs> oh, the bonus round is triggered. <laughs> we have two votes for a single mo- nominee, Super Monkey Ball.
2: Yeah, I I anticipated us picking the same thing on this one and almost pick something different just to make it more interesting. Right. But I couldn't justify not picking Super Monkey Ball.
1: Agreed.
0: Uh, I I even specifically like to choose non-literal versions of Smashy and Balls Mm -hmm. in order to make the category a little bit like more interesting. But to me in Super Monkey Ball, a game that has a kilometers per hour count at the bottom left of the screen, <laughs> mm-hmm. the sheer velocity with which you smash balls
2: in this game really cannot be denied. Yep. I would have said basically the same thing mm-hmm. if I had to argue for Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> I almost picked Chad himself <laughs> playing uh, Pac Man 2 The New Adventures because I feel like Pac Man really smashed his balls. <laughs>
0: And Pac-Man himself is
2: a ball. He sure is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I almost picked that, but... Ball smashing Super balls. Monkey Ball would have won. Let's be right. Let's
0: be right. The, the, its accomplishments in ball smashing are unparalleled. <laughs> Potentially in the entire medium. Indeed. We should raise this into the ball smashing raffle. <laughs> <See, a>
3: Retire <laughs> Super Monkey Ball. Like be... a hockey jersey. <laughs>
2: So I guess is that one for each, or is this cancel out? It just cancel out. Oh All no, right. you
3: both have actually won the bonus prize. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, which is a new toaster. Uh, and a piece of coffee cake. Nice.
2: That you get, you oh know, hell yeah! Right. So, yeah. Did, did you just spoil what you got us for Christmas? No, no. Oh, okay. I mean, I didn't. I don't know how many toasters <laughs> that was going to exist. I wasn't going to buy twenty toasters. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm just in like. case. Yeah. yeah. For all twenty contestants on yeah. the No it, Clip Awards. No,
3: you, you could get <laughs> extra toasters if you tie multiple times. Of so. I uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Like, have you never? That's why you're the judge. <laughs> have you never won a toaster? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> It's
3: just, the Price is Right. This is how it works, right? If you win to if you win the toaster prize twice, then aren't just like, "Oh, you've already got a toaster."
0: I this...
2: sure don't remember how the Price is Right works.
0: I would be upset if I got if I didn't get two toasters. <laughs> Correct.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Next category. Next, Next category. Category.
0: Yeah. The newlywed game. But
3: ba- I don't so, know. It's not a song. We
2: introduced this one last year, mm. and I found it to be pretty funny and interesting, but. It's both of us try to pick the other person's least favorite game that we played this year.
3: <laughs> How does that? Oh, so I see. Uh, we
2: wrote it down, and then we will reveal after we give our explanation whether we're correct or not.
0: I actually just wrote mine Uh-oh. on the card, so don't put them on the table
2: this time. I guess. So that okay. Doesn't so don't don't read them out. I guess. <laughs> Your ways, and we'll, are... and we'll just say what we. We'll... Your ways are mysterious. Timmy, okay. Yeah. But
3: I stand ready. In judgment of you both. Okay, hold on.
2: I will write down what mine is to prove that I'm not cheating.
0: Okay. I also wrote down mine on the card. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I also wrote it in my phone. I have multiple instances of proving that I'm not cheating. Correct, correct. Yes, I understood. JJ
2: Nels knows what mine is. I know all. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: You can determine who
2: you want to go first on this one. Definitely, Andy. Okay, so this was really hard for me this year. Yeah, Um, it was
0: even hard for me to pick which one it
2: was. (laughs) Um, But as I alluded to uh, in my hypothetical for last round, I picked Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures. Um, I, I narrowed it down to like three or four games. I thought it could be... And then narrowed it down further to like two games I thought it probably was, but was pretty unsure. Uh, so I went with Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures because it seems like a game designed to frustrate people, <laughs> and I can't think of something that Chad would dislike more than that. So um, were
0: the games that you narrowed it down to Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures, Diddy Kong
2: Racing, Dragon's Lair, and Prince of Persia? I didn't. Pick Prince of Persia. I know you didn't like it, but I figured it had enough stuff going on that it wasn't in the running. Okay. That
0: was... that When I said I that there s- were
2: three that were
0: definite, you picked all of them. Yeah. And then when you said there was a fourth, I was like, maybe Prince of Persia. Yeah.
2: I, I don't remember what it was, but it doesn't matter. So, Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures. is my pick. All right. Wonderful. The insight you share into each other's lives and hearts.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my choice... Uh, this uh, You say that, right? You yes. say the insight that you have into each other's hearts, mm-hmm. and I'm about to give this explanation. All right. um, I chose Space Station Silicon Valley, and I chose it because on the episode for Space Station Silicon Valley, which we recorded three weeks ago, Andy said, this is my least favorite game that we've played for the podcast. This is a real softball,
3: is year. <laughs> <game. laughs> okay sometimes you have to guarantee the floor you've got to make sure that they're listening at all to any extent
2: that's true he may have forgotten that i said that Mm -hmm. it is possible yeah and
3: i am happy as judge to confirm that the state of the no clip podcast is strong yep nice victories all around
2: newlywed
3: delicious all right
2: another wash
3: i will of course reward your love with another toaster (laughs) hell yes to be distributed on new year's eve
2: the next category. Coolest ancient artifact. <laughs> yeah, so, video games, we discovered while looking through the list of games, almost all of them have ancient artifacts in them. So, right. why not, you know, decide which one's the coolest? And cool. then
0: we also looked at a list of every video game ever made, and they all weirdly have ancient artifacts <laughs> in them. It's like an immutable fact of video games.
3: It is, indeed. Mm-hmm. I apologize for my voice breaking and not. Addressing the category with the severity and sincerity, which it deserved. (laughs) I just love the
0: two of you so much. (laughs) I mean, it is pretty silly. Mm -hmm. I should point out also that the reason that you didn't give it a more throaty vocal approach is probably because we didn't spell it (laughs) (laughs) A-R-T-E (laughs) fact. true true. that's what we should have done i think in order to really drive it home yeah make sure you spell the e very large in the (laughs) next year
3: this is crucial all right the first contestant
2: twilight princess what is the artifact uh the fused shadows from twilight princess Mm -hmm. Oh, you want me to give my thing Yes, oh, okay. Andy. You, you might... I didn't know if you were going to say them both first. No, I
3: say nothing. This, okay. is, this is your time to
2: speak. I apologize. Uh, so I picked the few shadows from Twilight Princess because they are, in fact, a cool ancient artifact um, related to the Twilight, which are a unique race of uh, beings in Twilight Princess, which is really mysterious and intriguing throughout the whole game. And I think... They even get to do something in the story. Like, Midnight uses them at the end to break the big prism over the castle. So they do get to, in uh, in the middle of the game, I think it's, like, Rue or whatever, the lake spirit gives mm-hmm. you, like, the little creepy backstory. So it gets to, like, you know, you, something for your imagination to chew on that gets to be mysterious, but then also gives you some satisfaction of it being relevant to the plot. Indeed. So I figured, you know... What beats that?
3: I remember many an early YouTube FMV involving <laughs> the pupilless Link and his various adventures. Yes. Mm, oh, yeah. Who and could this. forget? Yeah. And this artifact was a core component. Yes. In all of that ancient history. Chad has selected the God Slayer's Greatsword <laughs> and drawn the God Slayer's Greatsword <laughs> on the card in a way that I find very, honestly, crucially helpful mm. to distinguish the many great swords used to slay gods.
0: Uh, I picked it because it's a real cool sword.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I like that you drew DNA coming out at the end of it.
0: Well, it's got like a curved <laughs> design. I so, the Godslayer's Greatsword, as I'm sure you're all aware of at least a little bit, is from the yes. video game Elden Ring. Uh-huh. Uh, and I really like the Godslayer's Greatsword basically for two reasons uh, functionality in game. Uh, it, it's a, it's a very cool big sword mm-hmm. and I'm a big sword connoisseur, a connoisseur if you will. Uh, and I loved using it. I used it on two different characters. I specced into it at one point just cause I missed using it cause yeah. it was so fun. Uh, and then the other reason is because it actually has like a cool lore implication because it's like holds the power of the, of the black flames mm-hmm that a bunch of enemies use, uh, which are obviously sick in anime. So I, yes. I, I just love the big sword. I like it a lot. This is an incredible DeviantArt flashback in the category <laughs> competition. <laughs> oh, man. I do want to shout out also that after we make our decision, I do have two runners-up I want to mention. So, moving on. Please, I am not just evaluating the validity of your statements, but also the purity of your mortal hearts.
1: So,
3: <laughs> whatever else that you can offer in, in in defense of your love of great swords and validating your status as... Uh, a great sword connoisseur. well,
0: I, well these are these will, I guess these sort of validate that mm-hmm. because one of them is a sword, and yes. it is the dagger of Alf from Realms of the Haunted. Oh, yeah, uh, which is a dagger that just shoots a lightning bolt out <laughs> of it for no reason and is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just very funny and stupid and has a big plot focus for no good reason at all. And then my second runner up is Carr. From Kirby. <laughs> oh, they always are referred to as artifacts, aren't it's, it's they? It's an ancient artifact from a long forgotten world. Uh, but it is also just like a car, a, a sedan. <laughs> it's very funny to
3: me. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Andy? Yes.
3: I think your pick was basic and uninspired, and I hope you.
2: <laughs> I don't get to make a counter argument to that. <laughs> No, I'm ending this here before you embarrass yourself further. Because I I strongly disagree. (laughs) (laughs) The the sword held at the nape of your neck. What are your last words? Uh, I would say that I think the the few shadows from Twilight Princess uh, in my mind feel like a cooler ancient artifact because... They aren't something the player gets to use. They get to stay like more of like a mystic, like legendary, almost like not eldritch, but like something from like a higher power. Whereas, like in Elden Ring, like it's a sword that you can kind of use. And Chad even led off with describing it mechanically as an item you use in the game. And I think that's more of what the player's relationship to the item is. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think the few shadows get to kind of preserve like a legendary ancient artifact status in your mind
3: this is true it, its power does seem nebulous and great but when that power is demonstrated uh, it turns your friend to, into a cool
2: octopus but that's not like the only thing it does I assume anyway do you have any... I imagine that its power manifests in different ways perhaps in mysterious ways much like God <laughs> the Lord above <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep keep that theme yes. going amen amen <laughs> God bless you, <laughs> Father, oh, yeah. Son, Holy Spirit.
3: etc., cetera, et cetera. How interesting. You have just hamstrung your own Achilles heel t- here, Chad. I'm I, On the verge of assuring your victory, and now you've reminded us that this is supposed to be a deeply Catholic institution.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, we... and the God Slayers. I mean, but <laughs> whose, <laughs> whose hands would you rather a God Slaying <laughs> weapon be in? <laughs> The Catholics? The
3: devout,
2: or who knows? Just out in the fucking. I mean, that's accurate, but like. Catholics have demonstrated time and time again that they cannot be trusted with authority. Or
0: swords, just at all. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: Alright, we're going to back down on the Catholic
0: bit. Mostly so that I can win the category.
3: (laughs) I accept your resignation. As a Catholic. Uh-huh. The
2: suspense is killing me.
3: Yeah.
2: And now it is literally killing you as the sword falls.
3: Oh, no. But yes. genuinely, it, a tear is now streaking down my face <laughs> where one didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. Before, I was de- grimly determined in, in my award of uh, the God Slayer's Sword All right. to Chad. But, but now it will haunt me at a later <laughs> date. I will think back to this moment and wonder if I made the right decision.
2: I can just tell you right now that you didn't.
3: <laughs> you're, you're dead, Andy
2: Think about the cool sword, though <laughs> I,
3: I've, Yeah, when I'll, that'll be my rock Whenever I'm, like, up awake late at night Wondering mm-hmm. whether I was right to kill Andy About his artifact opinions mm-hmm.
0: Think about cool swords instead mm-hmm. um, It's where the power of the gloam-eyed <laughs> queen resides That's a great Andy. name
2: I care about glow-eyed queens, Andy? It, explain to me what that is.
0: Man, nobody knows that shit. No, yeah, it's not... It might be Melina, who knows? It's fucking an ancient. It might be solaire. It might be I... estes soup.
2: I think it's more satisfying. We have a little bit more to go on than that, but mm-hmm. whatever.
3: And, Andy, you need to learn to take a leap of faith, which is our uh, next category. True.
2: Nice. Thank you, too. Glad you'd... <laughs> Uh, so this category is the opposite of I think a category we had last year. This is best platforming in a non-platformer. Ooh, you guys are getting artsy with these names. We thank yeah. try. <laughs> I
3: like your art. I like your skill. Ooh, interesting, interesting. I like I like both of these. The nominees are Elden Ring. And Night in the Woods. Let's lead off with Night in the Woods. I want to hear more about this.
0: Okay, I chose Night in the Woods because, as uh, Andy definitely knows, it's an interesting slip-up that he's made. Uh, (laughs) All Dark Souls games are platformers. (laughs) We've had this conversation before. (laughs) Uh, No, (laughs) Night in the Woods uh, I chose because I think that is the game that is least like a platformer Mm -hmm. but still contains like multiple platform related mechanics Mm -hmm. and they are very satisfying to use one of the issues that i had with the game was that there's a bit too much trekking back and forth uh from like one side of the town to the other just to get to like what you were actually doing that day Mm -hmm. um but the fact that you could like jump and do the triple jump like in Mario and bounce on the, uh, on like power lines and stuff really helped ease that and make the, the actual traversal and movement a lot more interesting and fun. Even if the game only uses it for actual like progress, a very scarce, scarce few times. I still think the platforming is like fun to do in an interesting way. Um, and the game definitely does not count as a platformer as it is like a adventure game. The platforming has very little impact on, on what actually happens. A solid overview. I, too, enjoy
3: the adorable cat and animal people. <laughs> and I, I love the joys of motion. <laughs> the ways that it really just invigorates my soul. But Elden Ring, you, you enjoyed this platforming,
2: Andy. Uh, yeah, I, this is something we've talked about on the podcast before. But, like... There is, I think, a kind of satisfaction to the janky platforming in Souls games. Uh, they add to that feeling of, like, being able to get to a place. It feels like you shouldn't be able to, which is part of the appeal, I think, of the Souls games. Like, there's a part in Elden Ring. Uh, I think it's one of those towers where you get the runes in Kalid where you get to it by like riding your horse out onto like a tree root that's sticking out the edge of like a cliff and then you jump from it onto the tower and climb all these precarious rafters and it just feels like you're not at all doing what you're supposed to do. But in fact, you does lead inside the tower. And I think that platforming does add a lot because it is like a little out of the way and always feels like exciting, where you're like, "Oh, am I gonna like? Am I gonna be able to get to that place?" And I think that is a really interesting, valuable uh, asset to the games.
3: This insight does sway me, Chad. <laughs> Night in the Woods has the capacity to be a platformer, but does not present the challenges that I think define what platformers are. Whereas Elden Ring has no interest in attempting to be a functional platformer <laughs> and yet uses that to a skillful platforming end.
0: Yeah, so I think, honestly, like, I think if it was, if the category was something more akin to, like, best platforming segment in a non-platformer, I, I think that Elden Ring is probably the choice because of specifically that tower in Caelid. There's a, a trek up it and then back down And to somebody like me who finds the platforming in games like Elden Ring to actually be a draw, like something that I enjoy doing in them, I think that that is a highlight of it. But I think that overall Elden Ring really squanders its platforming in a lot of ways because it is such a big open world and they give you a horse that can double jump. But the actual paths I found to be very wrote there are a few places where you can sort of jump around and and get a little bit of an advantage for it there's a you can jump over to the weeping peninsula at one point and i think is a very good use of it but for by and large uh you jump mostly for combat reasons and not so much for traversal and i think that night in the woods is more of a whole game of movement based thing uh and, and use of it. You have lost me. At, at the end of your glorious speech,
3: <laughs> I would not describe Night in the Woods as a movement-based thing. I would describe it as as intimacy, as character, mm. and love, and drama.
0: Oh, yeah. I just pressed A through all the dialogue. Oh, it's really horrible. <laughs>
3: Very... But, but no, I, I think I would rather have... If there is a pad of delicious Irish butter mm-hmm. that is... <laughs> that is like no the, i'm following the, jo- <laughs> the joy of a platforming segment i wouldn't even if the butter is of a higher quality i would not want it spread thin amongst the totality of an mm. unrelated experience i would want that one juicy buttery knob to be waiting for me at the end of, of an otherwise butterless meal i i'd I, want heterogeneity and i want variety and i believe elden ring knows this in its platforming segments and i give this point to andy
0: elden ring sweeping the, uh, yet another game
3: awards <laughs>
0: unbelievable <laughs> what a bunch of hacks we're hacks anyway
3: <laughs> speaking of you being hacks your favorite no clip
2: pocket tagline Okay, so I guess there will probably be lots of people listening to this <laughs> that have never really listened to No Clip Pocket. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. But um, it's hard to get analytics when you're a small podcast. Um, but on the No Clip Pocket episodes, we always come up with like a tagline or a slogan for a brand that maybe vaguely relates to the game and put it in there at the, at the beginning. And we decided to pick which one was our favorite.
0: Mostly to call attention to it, because I feel like it's one of the few things that we do repeatedly that gets completely unremarked upon at all times, even by us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. we're giving it its time in the sun. Well, it's a thing
2: that I find funny, and I'm glad that we do it. Yes, lots of things about doing this podcast feel like shouting into the void, <laughs> and it's nice to know that anyone knows about it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad
3: that at this moment, under the Note Club Awards, when we have gathered together to heap praise upon other games... You have taken the time necessary (laughs) to really heap the praise upon yourselves that you each deserve. It is
2: important. Just a little bit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The nominees. Ape Escape. One wish. A thousand requests. Regrets. Regrets.
2: Regrets. 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 And games by... David Schmansky.
3: Who's Schmansky? Speak of this. Who's, Shemansky. who's
2: Shemansky? <laughs> he, he Is, is he made... the guy who did all those murals? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, in fact, he is an indie game developer uh, that made Iron Lung recently and a few other indie games. Uh, what's the one? that I liked the, the something music machine. The music machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also pretty good. And But the, the slogan for that one was Forged by the Sea, which is the slogan for the Marines, <laughs> which I think the juxtaposition between like the most indie of indie games and the US Marines is pretty funny. I can't never, I'll save it for after. All right. Give your thing. My thing, uh Ape Escapes,
0: uh ApeScape is sweeping my awards, though no, it <laughs> has been it's not been doing me great favors. It is uh One Wish A Thousand Regrets, which is the film tagline for the movie The Monkey's Paw. Uh which is I like it because it is so tangentially related that it is unrecognizably the tagline for anything monkey related Mm -hmm. but is also just the most melodramatic thing that I got to say in an exaggerated tone this year. (laughs) It's a real fun time. Indeed. Good mouth feel on one wish, a thousand regrets. Yeah. So
3: there really has been a dearth in like monkey related media (laughs) over the last ten years or so. We did a whole month of that. You don't get to tell us.
0: (laughs) This is true. We're
3: doing our part. Mm. (laughs) so the navy really has a slogan that's like <laughs> yes but they have so much stuff that they do it's all like we're the navy
1: and we're but special were, they
2: were forged by the sea though but that's it, the most importantly it's, <laughs> never forget where you come from
3: I, I can't let my dislike of navy marketing <laughs> cloud my judgment I just moment.
2: think the, the juxtaposition is very amusing.
3: I agree. M- much is amusing in this time on this day. <laughs> Let us bask silently in the amusement. Amen. Wow. I have achieved... <laughs> that was powerful. Thank you, Chad. And through that power, I have achieved enlightenment. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: I give this point and and many more andy kennick that's mine i
0: grabbed the wrong card fuck (laughs) that no that one's mine
2: (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you i can't believe you didn't pick new pokemon snap i thought you were gonna go with snap into a slim jim for sure
0: well i'm i'm wanting to not draw too much attention to that one in case we do end up doing earthworm jim okay (laughs) (laughs) the machinations
3: in, in right. podcast development. What to say on
2: that their envelope, JJ? Uh,
0: Bunta Eve classic.
1: <laughs> now so, you
0: you can definitely tell us what this category <laughs> means at all.
2: <laughs> so the Bunta Eve classic is the name of the pod race in Star Wars Episode One, the Phantom Menace. Uh, the, the pieces began to fall into place. So this is the category. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, what was the most reflex-intensive game we played this year? Oh yeah, yeah. What <laughs> game requires
0: you to have Jedi, Jedi
2: reflexes? reflexes Nice, play it. nice. Mm-hmm. excellent. Unfortunately, we did not play Star Wars Episode One Pod Race this year. <laughs> you it, would a, it would have been a shoe win <laughs> <laughs> That would be a great pocket game, I think. I agree. Someday,
0: Th- just yeah. Everyone, just wait in anticipation.
3: Bonus round. You both earn. Yet another, what did I, what am I kidding? It was a toaster. It was a, a, a toaster. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Three toasters. Three toasters distributed amongst the population, as you both have selected Dragon's Lair. Yep. As your most reflex intensive game. And of- I think
0: we could even go further here, because I'm pretty sure both of us intend to mean Dragon's Lair 1, yeah. the original Dragon's Lair, which is the hardest in terms of its, like input timings.
3: Indeed. I know this well, as I have played a Dragon's
2: Lair cabinet. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, six months ago. Oh, wow. Uh, indeed. We were just talking about how cool it would be to see one in real life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know where you can go to find this cool, cool thing. And uh, I thought the game was broken, because I thought that my button presses weren't doing would, anything. Would
2: you say that you need Jedi Reflexes to play it?
3: I would, indeed. Once it was clarified to me uh, by one of the employees at the establishment who had clarified, long
2: practiced. Clarified like a pat
0: of of, of Irish butter.
3: <laughs> yes, like a clarified plat of Irish butter when they proceeded to just win by just doing the same thing that I was doing, but slightly better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Slightly faster. Slightly faster. That was when I went back to playing the weird Japanese piano game. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's so transparently designed to j- drain quarters from children. Yeah. The t- timing is so tight.
0: It is a delicious thing. and
2: <laughs> It is a delicious thing. It is a
0: delicious thing. <laughs> We're still thinking about delicious clarified butter over here. <laughs> this is what I hope to bring in the coming days. Before I
3: would arrive and I would bring with me tension and strife and violence, I wish to be a balming Salve <laughs> in your relationship <laughs> from this moment forward. We appreciate that. Now,
0: this is a, this is a vast difference than the
2: proctor of what's, old. What's the category, JJ?
3: The category is going
2: steady. <laughs> okay, so the going steady award is the game that requires the biggest commitment from the player.
3: And you wish to reward this? This this?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, just call attention to it. You know,
3: it's large.
0: Big ask. The uh, games make you
3: wish games to ask more
0: of us. <laughs> the no. no clip awards are not always a positive <laughs> thing. We had we've had many a negative uh, category Razzie style <laughs> awards. I see. I understand. This is a more up in the air one. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies,
3: I've been just deeply emotionally affected by the names in front of me. Uh-huh. The nominees are. Disco Elysium and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 with a small butt that has been drawn beside the two.
0: Chad, can you speak to this butt? I can speak to the butt, yeah. Um so I picked Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um basically for two reasons. Two big cheeky reasons. Yes. Um one, because the game is the longest game I've ever played in my whole life. I don't know if it's actually true, but I spent like 120 hours on a single playthrough where I didn't do everything. Uh-huh. Um, and that feels like a big commitment for sure. Mm-hmm. But then the second thing that you have to show commitment for is... The ability to stomach everything that Xenoblade Chronicles Two puts in the way of you having a good time, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's a good. It has it's a game with a great mechanical base that is overflowing with t- tits and ass. I'm glad. I'm glad you went there first. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have to.
3: <laughs> My gentle constitution. So
0: I think I think what ended up because there were a lot of games. That I considered for this. Mm-hmm. And I went with this one because I think there's sort of a twofold to both time commitment and also a commitment to deal with the things in the game that are unpleasant. A tit <laughs> A tit yeah. Correct. Yes.
2: <sighs> uh, so I went with Disco Elysium. Um, so this is something we've talked about, I think, recently on the podcast: is like, sometimes you'll play a game that's like, 80 hours long, but it doesn't feel long. Mm-hmm. And other times you'll play a game that's 10 hours long that feels like it takes forever <laughs> to play. Um, and I think Disco Elysium is one of those games that's probably about 30 hours, but feels like it's 100. Uh, it There's so much text to read. There's so much dialogue. There's so much to parse. Uh, it's a game that at times can make you feel like you just took a test. Uh, it's, it's just a lot. And I think it, to beat the game, yes, it takes a lot of commitment, but sometimes even just, like, a couple of hours feels like a real commitment to the game. It's very good, but it is just so dense and require. It, it does require a lot. It's the kind of game that, like, while you're playing it, there will be a day where you're like, eh, no, I'm just going to skip today. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs>
3: A man cannot subsist on brownies alone. Yes. Yeah. Even if they are tasty (laughs) chunky and sweet. Yes. Can you guys tell that I'm hungry, inexplicably? Uh. (laughs) Just by coming here directly from a delicious Bob Evans restaurant (laughs) where I was given excellent service.
0: Oh wow. And pancakes. Normally (laughs) they just give me good service and then they I ask for pancakes. They go Fuck you. (laughs) Get out of here.
3: <laughs> I'm glad that you seem to be under the impression that Bob Evan is an abusive husband.
0: Yeah, Bob Evan himself usually comes out and tells me that.
3: Yeah. He
2: was he's the one that does the reprimanding. Not
3: unthinkable that Bob Evan would be an abusive husband. Mm. I don't know what he was as a younger man.
2: I mean, I can pretty much guarantee it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bob shots
2: dropped. The no clip podcast.
3: Andy forgive me. I sympathize mm-hmm. with, with your displeasure at, at being force-fed Disco Elysium at a time <laughs> scale that you find uncomfortable, getting served another plate of brownie after brownie, mm-hmm. but to an extent, I feel that is a limit of your format and lifestyle, and you live a life that gorges on gaming.
2: <laughs> That's you, true.
3: Yeah. Day and night.
2: <laughs> you could call me a gamer. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And it's not Disco Elysium's fault that you demand four meals a day of gaming. Uh, What is not supportive, uh, or what I am not Smithra's bra? (laughs) Got him. Got him. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Which is why this particular category will go to Zaner Chronicles Two. That's fair. A game that absolutely does not reward. there is a reward. I don't, I don't wish to be too harsh, lest the anime fans eat my very bones. But we all know of which we speak. Yes. Indeed.
0: Titties.
2: Titties.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the next category. The Nightmare Headstone. Another inscrutable to most naming (laughs) convention.
0: Yeah, so the Nightmare Headstone Award is the award that goes to the game that had the most... This is, as I was mentioning before, one of those Razzie-style awards. Mm -hmm. The most tedious thing in it. Indeed. The most tedious
3: thing amongst all games of which you experienced. The nominees are... (laughs) Prince of Persia, but with a bet
0: written and then crossed out it was it's a bell the joke is the print the fresh prince of bel-air i tried to put a joke That one i just didn't have a good one for and i wasn't about to draw the prince of project because my skills aren't anywhere near that good i appreciate your humility chad
3: (laughs) and realms of the haunting Mm. these are
0: great choices that i like a lot
3: indeed speak to the first of the choices
0: chad Uh, this one is a cheat a bit. Um, I, I'm choosing Prince of Persia. The particular run to the Nightmare Headstand is every single time that there is combat in the game, uh, which is a lot. So about a third of this game was immense tedium that I thought was horse shit trash that sucked and was unfun. I do hate sucking on horse trash. Yeah, it's super bad. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like if you can if you imagine the Prince of Persia and you think about how you run on walls and jump to stuff. Yes. Um, you're wrong. That's only like less than half the game. And then the other half of the game, the prince pulls the sword out and he sl- slowly walks around and fights hundreds of enemies at once, mm-hmm. uh, and they all take about 400 years to slay, and they can teleport to you. So it just becomes a button mash fest, and it sucks ass. I I hear your voice,
3: and behind it, I envision a vast well of <laughs> hatred that you are shoving through a keyhole of opportunity mm-hmm. that is the Nightmare Headstone
1: if, award.
0: If, if you listen to that episode, it's like... Anything will come up, and I'll be like, let me tell you about why the combat sucks. <laughs> like, I could not stop
2: talking about it. I hate it that very much. Indeed. Mm. I hope someday you can find the peace that you so desire. <laughs> Andy. So I picked Realms of the Haunting, and the specific run to the Nightmare Headstone in the Realms of the Haunting is the Brain Maze. Oh, my God. So there is a section in the game that requires you to collect 20 brains, By running around, like, a weird... I don't know if it's supposed to look like spider webs. Like, this weird ring that has, like, an interconnected maze around it looking for these brains that are... Because it's, like, an old PC game from 1997. There's, like, little sprites. Yeah. Like, little pink brains. Correct. And there's, like, xenomorph-style aliens in it, like, trying to kill you. And uh, it is just, like, something that if you're going to do it without looking up a map or something, will take you probably over an hour to do. Uh, And that's if you're like, you know, you might be stuck on finding the last brain or a particular brain for a really long time, so it could easily take you more. Uh, It is classic old game tedium.
3: Indeed. I would like to take this moment to make an indelible mark upon this category uh-huh. and, and all future comparisons that will come through. <laughs> I believe that in order to be a valid contestant mm-hmm. for the run to the Nightmare Headstone, it must you must be isolating a discrete activity or challenge. Mm. I, be- I believe, even though I sympathize and, and understand that the combat in Prince of Persia <laughs> is very bad and <laughs> slow... <laughs> And the tedium expressed there is perhaps even vaster than the tedium in this maze, Mm -hmm. as it is a massive trough of Irish butter that has been (laughs) spread over but a single loaf of toast. Mm -hmm. It is too generalized. You're you're not speaking of a headstone. You're speaking of a graveyard.
0: Yeah. I even opened this category by saying this is kind of a cheat. Mm -hmm. And it's literally (laughs) because I just very much wanted to continue talking about how much I hated The combat in Prince of Persia. Indeed. I hope
3: someday your heart can regain its splendor. But until that day (laughs) arrives, the victory will continue to be awarded to
0: Andy.
2: Also, I want to say... Oh, this is going to be a tiebreaker, I think. Oh, damn. Unless we both put the same game.
0: Oh, in which case, it'll just be a regular old tie. Yeah. I do want to mention also on the Nightmare Headstone Award, though, yes. that I think Andy is exaggerating when he says that it could take over an hour to do the Brain Maze. But I also think that's a good thing, because the whole point of the Nightmare <laughs> Headstone thing is that I'm like, it takes so long, but <laughs> <and laughs> it takes like three seconds to do <laughs> Indeed.
3: We have learned much about the nature of the Nightmare Headstone this day.
0: It's a much better category than I expected it to be honest. Indeed.
3: The depth. Much deeper than the most reliable move in the game.
0: Uh, We probably did not pick
3: the Uh, same thing
2: for this. Yeah, this is just like a game that had a move that you like over relied on or like it had like a go-to move. Mm -hmm. I see. I see.
3: The nominees are... The Bouncer Ground Sweep. the Yeah, the Bouncer Ground Sweep,
2: 100%.
3: And Elden Ring.
2: Uh, specifically the shield counter move.
3: Describe to me how you relied upon this shield counter. Uh,
2: something hits you in the shield, and then you hit R2 to hit them back. And you can do that all the time, and it always works. <laughs>
3: Have you informed the the competitive Elden Ring community of this insight? Okay,
2: PvP is different.
0: Yeah.
3: It is different. I agree. It is very different. Chad, is the ground sweep different?
0: (laughs) The ground sweep. So, the bouncer, flawed as it is, is a very interesting and and kind of weird game Mm -hmm. that is like a little self-contained brawler. Yes. Like, brawler in the old style where you just fight a bunch of dudes but in a 3d game and you do them on in little screens like it's a fighting game yep. uh in the bouncer there's a weird upgrade tree and you can purchase moves and one of the moves you can get is the ground sweep and the ground sweep puts you on the ground in a not but very nearly invulnerable state as you make this enormous arc that goes, like, halfway across every arena and just trips everybody that it hits. Uh-huh. And the great thing about it is that because it also deals damage, you just don't have to use other moves. So the ground sweep, to me, is the most reliable move in the game. Because once you unlock it, you never have to touch any of the other buttons on your controller.
3: <laughs> I see. I am unmoved and and distant to this tactile interaction of which you speak. <laughs> Andy, why isn't the ground sweep more reliable than the shield counter?
2: It's a, it's a pretty uh, close uh, comparison, I think, actually. Because uh, in both cases, you have other options. Uh, I think in... It's, God, it's so hard to remember the bouncer, but I'm going to try. Uh, I think there were other moves that accomplished the same thing. Like I feel like I remember the uppercut being another thing, that if you hit someone with it, it knocked them up off the ground and they fell over every time you did it. So, I I think there are at least one or two other moves that can accomplish the same effect, so that would be my counter-argument. I see. I'm sorry, Andy. (laughs) The
3: reliability of the shield counter is something I know well, but the vast diversity and breadth of characters that Elden Ring (laughs) can support Mm -hmm. is so much wider than even all shields themselves. We have... Our own approaches but there are many a, a wizard or, or knife wielding <laughs> maniac who could also be venturing through the lands between finding their their glory through other e- equally reliable approaches mm-hmm. the scarlet rot one of the most reliable of approaches, I'm told. Can't block the Scarlet Rat. That's true. Cannot, can nothing can run to be away done. From it.
0: You probably also couldn't ground sweep Scarlet Rat, though, so I'm not sure if that counts.
3: Bleed, procking. There mm. there is much to be relied on within them lands. But, Chad, it, it seems this game that is mysterious to me, this bouncer. <laughs> and
0: God help you,
3: may it remain
0: mysterious.
3: <laughs> Indeed. May God help me keep it mysterious. Mm -hmm. It sounds terrible. And Andy corroborates your story. The point is yours.
0: I will take it. Shall we count? We shall count. I have four.
2: Oh, so do I. It's a tie. I thought we both had four and that gave you five. But I was wrong. That probably you probably couldn't hear any of that. Uh, well, I heard it, so that's
0: what's important. <laughs> Andy said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I only had one because I'm a big loser that's, and I lose."
2: That is what I said. Yeah.
0: In that case, I will have to deploy the tiebreaker. The, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Your horror is warranted. I'm imagining the tiebreaker is just like the rancor from
2: (laughs) the monster, (laughs) the breaker of (laughs) ties
3: and bones. What would be a a suitable question?
2: A game that you have both played? Which Pokemon is green? (laughs) (laughs)
1: You're
2: you're actually fully correct.
3: (laughs) All right, Chad, unlock your phone. Do it this. Do it right this instant. 'Cause I don't know where my phone is, and Andy has it elsewhere. Alright. This will be a ref <laughs> <laughs> I had reference up for the God Slayer's great Sword. I did, I yeah. I had to make sure I drew it correctly. Okay. I'm I'm gonna Google Pokemon right now, is what I'm gonna do. Alright. And I'm gonna give you the names of late gen Pokemon. Oh Lord. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and we
2: have to say which one's green.
3: Indeed, and the first person uh, to get it incorrect will lose. Don't oh, to get it incorrect. Indeed, the first person. And if you're both incorrect at the same time, the the tribulations will continue until one uncontested point is earned.
0: All right. Do you agree to this time? I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna lose this one. I might not actually know which Pokemon is green for the first time in my life. <laughs> I, I hate to put, put such a terrible
3: burden upon your shoulders. <laughs> and of course, before your, your head and trees poison this sacred contest, mm-hmm. I refer to non-shiny versions of the Pokemon in question. Are we clear? Yes. I'm very Are you going to
2: ask us one at a time until one of us gets one wrong? Indeed. Okay, that's oh. that's that's better than us yelling stuff. I wanted
0: to yell, but I'm a big yell fan, so I guess that makes sense. You are the largest of Yale fans. Are you prepared?
2: Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. Then let us begin.
2: I'm prepared for this pop quiz that I couldn't prepare for.
3: <laughs> More Pico. Is this Pokemon green? Wait,
2: who is this addressed to? It's,
3: you both have to answer oh, this I question. I just
2: asked you if you were going to address us one at a time, and you said yes. Oh, I thought you were referring to the Pokemon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you still content to, to consent to this challenge? Yes. Okay. okay, so say
2: the name of the Pokemon again. It's more Pico. It's more Pico. <sighs> Yes, it is
0: green. It is not green.
3: Chad is the victor. Fuck.
0: <laughs> more Pico is the 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 hangry mode it Pokemon.
2: Uh, I thought I was thinking it was the one that's the pre evolution of the uh The peppers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That, like, Pico, like Pico de Gallo.
3: Let it be known that Chad continues to
0: know which Pokemon is green. (laughs) All right. I know which Pokemon is green. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess I will go first for game of the year. Indeed you shall. Uh, Go ahead and read it off the card for me there,
3: Jaden. I'll put some extra stank on that one. My last chance. (laughs) Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Chad, Chad's submission for Game of the Year is uh, Money's Three World.
0: It's Money's Three World from last year's. Uh... <laughs> uh, I didn't want to put down what mine was on the card because I wanted to do a bit. Uh, here I am excellent, doing a bit. Excellent bidding, Chad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Money's three world, <laughs> the fucking money's three world. Um, so I was thinking about game of the year, right? Uh, this is probably one of the first categories that I came to a conclusive answer on, <laughs> and everyone's not going to like me for it because I played games this year for hundreds of hours. Yes, I played Elden Ring four times. I played <laughs> like 150 hours of Xenoblade Three, and I think both of those games are extremely good. And extremely great. And my game of the year, I'm giving to Iron Lung. Oh, wow. Uh, Am I choosing this game to be different? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. The game is not more well-made than other games that I've played this year. But I think what it emphasizes is something that I really enjoyed and something that I want to see more of, and that is novelty. It's a game that is very good in a genre that I really like, and it's something that I didn't experience in any other way at all this year, uh, which is just something that is mechanically totally different from other things that I've played. It's a game in the horror genre that I found actually scary. I really loved this title, even if I didn't, even if it's not my game of the year by sheer numbers, by metrics, by all the things. It's the game. It's my game of the year in the heart. And I think that's where it matters, because that's where the blood is. Indeed. My humors are also stirred by the love that you have
3: for this Iron Lug. An excellent, excellent selection for Game of the Year. Andy, you have selected Inscription. I did. Another uh, excellent, excellent selection.
2: Uh, yeah, so I actually basically have the same spiel as Chad. Nice. Like I could have picked Elden Ring. I could have picked Xenoblade 3, but I those are both games I would have played if we didn't do the podcast. So it feels against the spirit of the question or the category to pick those. Um, I, I, I wanted to pick something I know I definitely wouldn't have played like that um, unless we had the podcast. So I went with Inscription because it, it really stood out to me um, when we do these uh, game or uh, the Noclip Award episodes I always try to like reflect on all the games we did and think of see like emerging trends and like things that we continue to talk about, and I have started making fun of indie <laughs> games for doing the whole meta thing because it is such like a a common thing anymore. But I do really like it, and uh, I think Inscription does it really well. It's it's one of the one the first one in a while I think that's gone for an indie meta layer that worked for me uh it's really memorable i don't typically like trading card games that much and i thought inscription was really cool and fun i think the presentation and the concept and all of the uh extra layers that can like elevate a game are all uh executed really well in inscription and it made it stand out i think among everything else this year for me
3: indeed I am glad to have brought you this gift, and I am happy to take part in the joy of your mutual victory. Your your gaming
0: wins. Hell yeah!
3: Cataloged here.
2: Fuck yeah!
0: Inscription probably second choice for me. It was something I thought about, but it is. I had a few issues with inscription. Not big ones, but more than I had with a game that only took half an hour. (laughs) Don't wear out your welcome with the No Clip Podcast. Yeah, or with me specifically, potentially. I don't know.
3: Indeed. And on that note, we invite you, dear
0: listener, to get out of our house. Get the fuck out. Stop. (laughs) Chad has other things to do. This is true. And so do you, dear listener. Because what I want you to do, as listeners of the No Clip Podcast... Fans, one might even say, Mm -hmm. is to get your ass down into the comment section or over onto our Discord and give us a few suggestions for a little thing we've got coming up called Fan Brewery, which is where we play games that you suggest, and we can't play those games unless you suggest them. And I'm not coming back until I get at least several suggestions, so my death is on your hands. (laughs) Chad's will be done. <laughs> uh, and until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. Woo. There you can find links to our email address, our Twitter account, our uh, YouTube channel where you can find all of our old episodes including the last three ish, 3 years of something like that. The No Clip Awards? Uh, so you can see where these new games rank within the pantheon of award games. Smash that like button? Yeah, I think I think they should smash the like button.
3: Yeah. yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe. We're Best? almost
2: at one hundred subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> almost there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're taking a month off just right yeah. right there at the almost one hundred <laughs> mark.
2: Yes. Be sure to tell us how wrong we were about everything in the comment section.
0: Hell yeah. Good night.
2: This concludes our podcast day. Indeed. Hello, my grim and graceful oh. fellows. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, my grim and graceful fellows. Ugh. 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 <laughs> my bones. <laughs> we pass on the scepter to you. Yes. It is in your hands now. Thusly, Amen.
1: Amen. Oh,
0: fuck that song! Oh, YouTube oh, 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 video again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Oh, Cliff is triumphant. (laughs)